Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Ho, ho, ho! The holidays are upon us as a gift to you listeners until the end of the year. I'm releasing my special ticketed live stream episodes from behind the paywall. Paywall! The first episode is with drag queen superstar Naomi Smalls. It was originally recorded November 11th, 2020, and it's an extra special long juicy episode for your ears. Hey, just a head up, heads up. My audio is going to sound a little different. I forgot to hit record on the on my end. Hey, it was early in the pandemic. We were still figuring things out. Okay, I promise you the rest of the live episodes will sound much better because I did better. I was a good person. Anyway, it's a super fun episode. We swapped dick stories. Naomi talks about being a sheep farmer. <laughs> She's a real treat. Also, last but not least, Team Coco is putting together a fan favorite episode list. And we need your input on what to include. Okay, please vote uh, for your favorite episodes at teamcoco.com slash vote. That's teamcoco.com backslash vote. Or find the link in the episode description. Without further, further ado, here's my episode with Naomi Smalls. fun things like going to see shows and stuff like that. So now we're doing stuff online. So this is Why Won't You Date Me live streaming online. It's insane to not have audience feedback. Real quick before I bring in uh, my special guest, I'm really excited. I grew these cherry tomatoes. (laughs) She's a fucking farmer. Okay. (laughs) 
it is so wild to not have an audience because to me that was like super funny and like it would have felt good to have people be like ha 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 we loved it nicole anyway okay so my guest i'm so excited to introduce her uh you've seen her on rupaul's drag race you've seen her on rupaul's drag race all stars you've seen her on rupaul's drag race uh that vegas show mm, i should have looked up what it was actually called <laughs> okay it's naomi samals hi nicole <laughs> i love your cherry tomatoes thank you so much for having me <laughs> thank you for loving them they are shaped like a little straight like they kind of look like titties i right? thought they were like rubby duck rubber duckies at first when you held them up or like Fair. like little um the construction workers to wear them to protect their ears or like, you know, security guards. Oh, are those just eat? Mm, don't know the word. <laughs> earplugs. <laughs> Ear... <laughs> just earplugs, right? Yeah. 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 I... Well, they're not earplugs. They are allegedly cherry tomatoes. Uh, and then allegedly, if I just like lay them in the windowsill, the sun will ripen them. Oh my I God, think science is crazy these days. It's absolutely bonkers, Naomi. Uh, do you farm at all? I used to farm when I was a kid, actually. Um, I used to like raise sheep and like goats and pigs <gasps> when I was like in sixth, seventh grade. But now I can't keep a, like I can't keep a plant alive in my apartment to save my <laughs> life. Like I can order flowers, or I can get some flowers, but I cannot like water a palm. The best part about your answer is I was expecting you to be like, yes, I've grown a tomato once or twice. And you were like, yes, I was a sheep herder. <laughs> I know. I love to talk about it too. Like at any chance I get, I'm like, I used to raise sheep. <laughs> Wait, were you like, what? Please tell me more. I know this podcast is about dating, but like, I gotta know about these sheep. What do you mean you were a sheep farmer? Okay, so in like sixth, seventh grade, I used to go to like middle school on a farm and mm -hmm. I got really into being friends with this girl named Nicole Burt. She was so cool. She had a snatch pony. She had a great name. <laughs> um, and she was really into sheep. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to get into sheep too. And I like fell in love with agriculture at a very young age. And my mom was like fully down for it. So yeah, that was a really great like two years of my life. I love that story. I have a similar one, except it has nothing to do with sheep. But in, I guess it was 10th grade, I met this kid, John Mason, who's still one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And he was wearing um, Air Force Ones. And I was like, ooh, those are cute. And he was like, you know, they come in like limited edition colors. And I was like, what? So then I started collecting Air Force Ones. <laughs> this is, it's not a similar story at all. But I mean, I like, they're made out of leather. So it's like, you know, livestock. There we go. So Naomi, truly, thank you so much for doing this. You are so fucking beautiful and like funny oh. and that's not fair thank you oh my gosh I, I feel like not many people um are hip to the funny thing because i necessarily don't really think i'm that funny either so i appreciate it and Wait, i love that we you have, don't like, think you're funny well i think i'm funny because i laugh at myself all the time but like <laughs> our audience is like in 2020 and just life in general, like everyone just takes everything so differently. So you never really uh -huh. know. So, um, but we have such similar friends, like Meatball. Mm -hmm. like if, honestly, if anyone stands Meatball, I stand them. So like... Meatball, 
I'm, I just messaged her. I was like, are you sick of my like uh, DMs and whatnot? Because I'm trying to make you my new best friend. She was like, girl, no, Diva, it's okay. And I was like, perfect, because you're not going to get rid of me. Like, I love her so much. And she told me the funniest story about you sending a wig to her in an Uber. And she thought you were inside. She was like, Diva, oh, it's just the wig. That made me laugh so so fucking hard. <laughs> that is how I do living in LA with no car. And I mean, who's trying to like take Ubers these days anyway? But mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to like, if I promise you a wig, I'm going to get you the wig. It's just going to be like, you know, going to be a carrier service. I absolutely love it. It made me laugh. But honestly, why don't you have a car? I know. Okay. So when I was like younger, also, I, this is after the sheep phase. Mm-hmm. I was such a bad driver. Like, I couldn't even tell you, like, from 18 to 21, totaled four cars. I was like, this is not my time. This is not my hobby. This is not my skill. I just need to take it as a red, red flag for everybody else's safety. Um, Wait, you totaled four cars? Yeah. From, yeah. <laughs> was not, it your fault each time? Every single one of them was my fault. <laughs> every single one. I dated a dude who was in, like, four car accidents. I wonder if you hit him every time. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a car either. And he was like, I don't I don't want to drive because it scares me. I think you terrorized this man that I dated. And then I terrorized him. And then we stopped dating. <laughs> Were you dating um, a freeway center divider? <laughs> Imagine I was like, yeah, times got really tough and I truly just get on the 405 and like fucking rub my pussy on this divider. (laughs) (laughs) He's resourceful. We love a man with a motive. He gets us from one place to the other. I'm trying to be resourceful, but truly, I think you're so funny. You, uh, I won't say who you described as hokey, but hokey is a perfect word to describe that person. And I don't mean it in a shady way because I love that person. I think they're very funny as well. But like, I was like, hokey, that's a word you don't hear. And it's kind of perfect. Oh, maybe I'm just an old soul. I've been told many times that like my vocabulary is very like, you are a 60 year old man. Like (laughs) proof is in the pudding is probably like my favorite saying of all time. I don't know why. I just like catch myself talking about anything in the world. I'm like, you know, the proof is in the pudding. (laughs) See, that to me is very funny. I truly think people who use different phrases to describe shit, like that to me is perfect because it means you're like unique. You don't like lit or like, you know, (laughs) fleek. What what do kids even say these days? They're like dancing with their TikToks now. I honestly don't know what the kids are saying these days, but I've started saying sick a lot. Like when people are like, is that okay? I'm like, it's sick. (laughs) And people will like look at me twice. And I'm like, why can't I say things are sick? I want to, but it's funny to me. (laughs) See, I I feel that way about the C word. Like I, I say it in like, it's such a good way. Like I'm like, which word? Like, I don't, can I say it here? Yeah. Cunt. Cunt? Yes. You can say cunt. Okay. Because I don't think black people are affected by that word the way white people are. Uh, You can call me cunt all day long, but I'll come for your personal life. I'll tell you how ugly you are inside (laughs) or on the outside. I never say it in a bad way. I'm always like, oh my God, that hair is cunt. Oh my God, those shoes are cunt. That arch on that slingback is cunt. You know, (laughs) it's never like from like a derogatory term, but like Mm -hmm. just because I don't mean it in a certain way doesn't mean somebody else doesn't take offense to it, unfortunately. Yeah. I say things are disgusting when I like them because I like weird things. Like I'm wearing, uh, you can't see the whole thing, but it's a hot pink 
velour onesie. And when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's nasty. I love it. Uh, so like, I'll be shopping. I'm like, ooh, that's disgusting. Let me see that. And people are like, just to see? I'm like, no, no, I'll probably buy it. It's nasty. I love it. It's rotten. Uh, but I just like, I like unique things. And that's how I describe them. And people get offended sometimes. And I'm like, just chill out. Don't take life so seriously. We're so, <laughs> yeah. so quirky. We're, the We're sm- so quirky. <laughs> Cheers, Nicole. Thank you so Cheers. much. This is going to be so fun. Naomi, what are you drinking? Okay. I'm drinking whatever I had in my refrigerator. So I had like some gin. <laughs> I had some strawberry banana nectar and some okay. elderflower liquor from a long time ago with some water. It's very watered down now because I'm kind of a baby. I love that you were like, whatever was in my refrigerator, <laughs> which was elderflower liqueur and boysenberry s- and sniffs and whiffs. And uh, uh, it was just like, oh, that sounds like a delightful, tasty drink. It's in a, it's in a um, safe container so just in case I knock it off because I'm very 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 clumsy what are you drinking are you really I'm drinking okay so I found this wine it's white wine I love white wine uh I don't drink red because once I drank two bottles of my dad's red wine this was years and years and years ago and I fell asleep face down in my bed and I puked and I woke up and I didn't wear I wasn't wearing my contacts or anything and I was like what is this (laughs) and I was like what is it what is this (laughs) And then I was like, ew, I'm playing with my own puke. So I don't drink red wine. This is white wine. And it's uh, this company called Joel Gott. And it's delicious. I don't know. It's like the only thing I drink. That and Kim Crawford. I think I like wines that are people's names because it's fun for me. I'm like, oh, hey, Joel. I love a Kim Crawford, though. Love a Kim Kim Cattrall. Love a Kim Kardashian. I love all the kimchi, you know. (laughs) Oh, speaking of kimchi, I'm wearing her. Oh shit, I don't know what it's called, Diamond but sharks. the glitter. Yes, the glitter <laughs> on my eyes. <laughs> Literally, like you said, like I like looked at you and I'm like, that's diamond charts for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly, like, really, like, it looks good. Oh, right? it's gorgeous. I, I like. I I'm, really like it. Kimchi is really that girl, and I'm so proud of Kimchi Chic Beauty. Like they are. I love that she's like putting her name on something that's actually respectful and. Yes. And it's nice to like donate money to the Trevor Project. And then the products are just like actually good. I'm also wearing one of her blushes. <laughs> I'm just like wearing a lot of kimchi. I really like it. <laughs> Meatball know. gave me this blush. Ugh, she knows. She's got good taste. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. got good taste. So, Naomi, let's get into dating just a little bit. Honestly, we'll talk about dating, but then like I meander because I have ADD and we're just going to talk about like whatever we want. Okay. But, are you dating right now? I'm currently not dating right now. Like, not as like okay. a, uh, not super effort or anything, but the, the way that the world is going, it's just like interesting. And this is the longest I've been without like a romantic interest. And how long has that been? Um, okay, so I'm being dramatic, but like I've literally <laughs> had a crush on a boy like every year since I was like, you know, nine. Mm-hmm. And this is as long since high school. So, like, in a year, I'm pretty much steady of no dating. Honestly, I don't think you're being dramatic. I think that is a long time. <laughs> I, I mean, I really, I do. I, I once went two years without dating anybody or having sex. Uh, 
I attribute it to my papa passing. So uh, I just like, I don't know, I was like depressed and shit. So like, I truly wasn't looking and just like really drinking a lot and having a a good time. But uh, when it finally happened, when I like finally had sex with someone again, it was like the least satisfying thing I'd ever done. But I, I was so excited. He like, oh boy, how do I say this without like giving... He doesn't, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he like was on top of me and he was just like, huh, huh, and I was like, oh, no, I forgot about what this was like. Straight men are disgusting. And then he came and then he like got off me. I was like, he's like, you good? And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I was not good. But then he fell asleep and then I scurried like a little kitchen mouse to my roommate's bedroom. And I was like, Jen, Jen, I had sex again. And she was like, it is 4 a.m. Get out of my room. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was like, congrats. So I get it. Yeah, a year is, it's a long time. The fact that you let him sleep in your bed, though, was it your guys' first time hanging out or like sleeping together oh no i i knew it was our first time fucking but like i knew him from just like the comedy world so it was like we were friends and then also i'm a hundred percent sure he wanted to come home with me because i had air conditioning because he kept talking about air conditioning in the bar you know things are fun once you like piece things together it's hard out here in california i i I can't say i blame him one because the air conditioning and two because you know you got it going on. And do you have, what kind of size of bed do you have? This was, I was living in New York. So it was my, it was a full size bed, but, oh wait, no, this was my old full size bed. It wasn't even like the comfy one. I bought a new bed when I lived in New York, maybe two months before I moved to LA and I was devastated. I was like, this is the most comfortable bed I've ever had. Like when I started making money and I was like, Ooh, I can live comfortably in New York. I moved to LA. Mm -hmm. It was depressing. (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking it, I'm sorry it's expensive as hell here I'm trying to like censor myself I don't know why I try and censor oh myself you don't have words. to you can say fuck you can say <laughs> shit you can say <laughs> ass <laughs> I truly can't think of anything else I'm like what else is like a bad word yeah you don't have to censor yourself at least I don't think I mean if people are offended watching I was gonna be like I'll give you your money back but I absolutely won't oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> This is a one-time purchase, baby. It truly is. There are no refunds. Where are you from? (laughs) I'm from California. I'm from... Oh. Yeah, I'm from, like, closer to Palm Springs area, Redlands, California. Ooh, I fucking live for Palm Springs. It's a culture. It is a culture for sure. It truly is. I love it. I love the old people there. I love, I actually love how hot it is because, and people are like, dry heat's not a thing, but I'm like, it is. It is. It's a different kind of heat. It's different. I will say like, it's, it's kind of a lot when you're like really hot. It's like 117 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. And then you like dip in the pool and the pool is like 116 <laughs> degrees. And you're yeah. just like, where's the relief here? <laughs> but Palm Springs makes up for it with the nudist resorts and the gays and the dice. <laughs> I didn't know there was a nudist resort. Oh, yes. I mean, if the gays are there, they need to I be naked, so. yes. you know? If, yes. If the gays are around, yes, people will be naked. It's the same, I love it. Same thing as, like, all the gyms, like, outdoor gyms opening up right now. Like, the gays mm-hmm. are making that happen. Like, they're like, no, 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 no. I cannot go without. <laughs> I gotta say... The gays have been 
they were the first people who I think figured out how to do like online shows with drag queens. Like bitch put in was like, oh wait, we can't be in a bar. Cool. So on Friday, you'll be online with us. And I was like, this was quick. It was quicker than standups. It was quicker than anything I'd ever seen in my life. I truly, I was like, okay, I guess gays get it done when they, when they want their bag and when they want to work out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The queers will make it happen regardless. Like I absolutely love that. We're, they're strong. Um, we're strong. Back, back to Palm Springs. Have you ever rented any of those houses in Palm Springs that are like stupid big? No. Oh my God. I would love to though. You absolutely have to. So I rented a house for a couple of my friends and Okay, so there was a tennis court, a basketball court, a gigantic fucking pool that came pre-set with floaties. Uh, like, a, there was a casita back house for the couples who, if they wanted to, like, fuck. Um, and then it was eight bedrooms inside with eight bathrooms, like, eight private bathrooms. So nobody had to share a fucking bathroom. But the catch was only three cars were allowed in the driveway at any time because it was like a private neighborhood of four houses and people are like, cars are unsightly. So I, like I parked four cars in a two car garage and I've never been prouder of myself. (laughs) Did you parallel? Did you have to like back in? Yes. So I, so one car, a little Honda fit was like, this way, if the door is that way, and you're supposed to pull in. So I parked it sideways, and then I put a car here. Meatball's car was Meatball's there. Meatball's car was there, and then I put my car in between the pillar between the garage doors, and then my other friend's car was over here. I was so proud. I was like, "Oh my god, I am like the car Tetris queen." So much. I stand. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. She's a farmer, and she can valet your car. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> where did you, I'm curious about your career. When did you start doing drag? Um, I started doing drag at 18. Uh, yes, definitely 18, like in my bedroom, but then like finally hit the stage at 19. Um, I love it. Do you remember your first performance? Oh yeah, I remember it like the back of my hand. Like it was terrifying, but it was so thrilling. And it felt, I felt like it like checked a lot of boxes of like, um, where I feel comfortable and that where I feel mm-hmm. comfortable is just being really fucking nervous. So it definitely did that for me. I, that's such an interesting thing. You said that you feel comfortable being nervous because I too feel comfortable being nervous. If I'm not nervous before a show, I'm like, either the show's going to be very bad or like, I guess I don't care anymore. And it's only happened a couple times and I've been right each time where I'm like, oh, this is just going to be a bad show. And I like knew it. Or I was like, oh, I just truly didn't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I'm nervous, I'm like, ooh, okay, this is going to be good. Oh, no, I'm just... No, totally. Like, when you walk off stage and, like, you're like... Or if you walk onto stage and you have, like, that feeling of, like, well, I don't really give a fuck. You're, you're just like, mm-hmm. it's just... You're not going to remember it when you get off. So, like, why yep. would you not want to remember something so major? Like, anyone who puts their stuff on stage and takes ridicule like that, like, that's amazing. Yeah, speaking of ridicule, it wasn't ridicule, but, and also, if you don't want to talk about this, we don't have to, but, like, I feel like queens of color just are held at a different standard, just, like, people of color in general, Black people especially, are treated a certain way, and there's weird expectations, but when you sent Manila home, which I loved, I love Manila, but I like good television more than I like a queen, and... (laughs) And to me, that was like good television. It was an unexpected choice and you owned it and you did it. 
But the backlash was not very nice. Uh, if you want to talk about it, you can. But if you don't want to, that's also fine. But, like, how did you navigate a fucking fandom who, like, likes you and cares about you being like, no, thank you? Ooh, I mean, it's crazy because, like, the Drag Race fandom is something that I am so familiar with because I literally started in that position. Like, I was like, I was waiting outside the club when I was too young to get in, waiting for the queens to sign my things. And mm-hmm. I understand, like, how chaotic it is and I understand how, like, chaotic the internet is. So I wasn't really... It didn't take, like, anything to heart for any of, like, that situation. It is a shame that... I do feel like race always has, like, a big issue to do with everything. Like, no matter what the situation is, you are always going to be in this world that we're living in, treated less than like someone who missed, like made the same mistake or same, made the same choice that you did, who is just with like a different set of visual characteristics. But the thing is like, when you really think about it, like you have the people that really love and respect you. And like, if they, if my mom is calling me at the end of the day and being like, hey, I love you, then I'm like, okay, I don't really give a fuck what this stranger in Timbuktu, 12-year-old, <laughs> who's never been to a drag show, has to say about me. And mm-hmm. it's a competition. And I hope that it just inspires people to, like, go out there and, like, really fight for their own and fight yes. for that damn crown. Like, why the hell did you sign yes. up for a competition if you don't want to win? Yes. That was, like, the thing when I was watching, I was like, It is a competition at the end of the day. And I mean, I love Drag Race, but like I miss the older episodes Mm -hmm. when queens were more cutthroat because it it meant a little bit more. Because now it's like you get on the show and if you go home first, you you have a career. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're not really like you're yes, you're fighting to be like top four. But like once you're in top four, like you can tour like and make solid money. But I just I miss the hunger and the drive. Oh, totally. And it's been, like, so removed from that show. I think social media has a huge part to do with it because yeah. you know what the reaction is going to be like. Or you're, like, you're gassing yourself up in your head thinking what the re- reaction is going to be. So mm-hmm. then it stops you from really, like, participating how you would naturally participate or naturally react to something in the moment, you know? And Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but like season two, season three, like those uh, uh, those seasons of so good. <sighs> Even season one with that filter, I love season one. I think it's so funny. I want to see Rebecca Glasscock on All Stars because she's the ultimate person where you're like, how did you get here? Why are you doing this? Why did you make that choice? Oh, she's one of my favorites. I love her so much. Oh, see, I want to see Tammy Brown host Drag Race. Like, that is my goal. (laughs) She is just the most iconic to me. She's so fucking funny. True star power. I think she went home on on her season with a Destiny Child song or a uh, Michelle Williams song. And I think Akasha beat her and she was doing this like little two-step and I was like, she's perfect. I love her so much. She calls me like, whenever I used to perform with her, um, she would always call me Scooter Butt because she couldn't remember my name. And I just, (laughs) I'm so obsessed with that. Like Scooter Butt is like my pseudo drag name. Honestly, that's perfect to not remember someone's name and then be like, Scooter Butt. Yes. (laughs) 
scooter butt. That's what I'll call you. Ah, uh, she's fucking perfect. Tee isn't scooter butt such a fun nickname? Okay, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more Naomi Smalls. All right, after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. But you were talking about how you kind of... uh edit yourself. I do the same thing. Like, um, I have a couple jokes that I think are very, very, very fucking funny. I've run them by other comics and they're like, I think it's funny, but I just won't tell them because I don't want to deal with people being like, this offends me. Uh, I don't like it because of X, Y, and Z. Like I tweeted two days ago, when I was in Oklahoma, <laughs> she's a corn she's queen. A I fucking hate Oklahoma, but I tweeted something about, um, what was it? Oh, I had ordered a, so I was on set and there was a funnel cake truck <laughs> and they had a Reese's funnel cake. So this thing was like a fucking funnel cake with peanut butter sauce, mm. chocolate syrup, Reese's pieces in it. And it was delightful. I ate half of it. And then Amelia was like, I'm going to pass away. <laughs> so I tweeted about how I was going to pass. And I was like, if I die, 
do not say it was anything other than like self-love, treating myself in a, in a hint of diabetes. And then this girl responded. She was like, I have diabetes and I would appreciate if you didn't, uh, you know, make jokes about diabetes. And I was like, lady, this joke is about me. One, two, it's about type two diabetes. And she had specified she was type one. I was like, this is a type two joke. So it's especially not about you. But also it's like, if I can't joke about it, like, and then it's like such a fine line, what you can and can't joke about. And it's like, I don't mean it to be malicious, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I just do you turn back like do you like have conversations in the comments or do you kind of just let it like right on well for her I was just like because she had said she was type one so I was like it was a type two joke type two (laughs) I wouldn't be like reverse and I was like I don't know if I don't think it's like specifically caused by eating terribly but like I think maybe it is. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know that, like, I wasn't talking about juvenile diabetes or anything that you, like, <laughs> can't fix with, like, diet and eggs. I, I was just like, why do I have to explain this to you? I said it, I, and then I just don't know why she would be offended by, I don't know why people are so offended by things at all. Yeah. It's confusing. I think some so, people just, like, need to be part of the conversation. And, like, even if part of the conversation is, like, being against it, they still feel like they're, like, part of it, you know? And yeah, you kind of have to, like, weed out, like, okay, well, if, I, if I'm hurting someone's feelings, I want, I don't want to, like, repeat that ever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think at the end of the day, if you know that you're not a malicious person and, like, like you know when you cross the line and, you know, and like, you're, yeah. you're going to edit yourself to not do that, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's totally a learning experience though, whenever you put any thought that you have on social media, because yeah, unfortunately, I'm mean, not unfortunately, because that's what makes the world so different. Like people just think differently. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, some people just don't have good taste. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately they don't. Although when someone like gets at me and they're like, mm, I don't like you because of X, Y, and Z, I'm like, okay, I hope that made your day. <laughs> I'm going to go live my life and do some, I don't know, sit with the cutouts of myself. (laughs) (laughs) You have a great collection, by the way. Thank you. I'm obsessed. This, like, museum of Nicole. This one is from a show. And then this one is from, I did a show at a college, and they just had that at the door. And I got off a plane, drove for four hours, got to the school, and I looked like shit. And I was like, I cannot believe my cutout looks better than me right now. And they were like, tee hee hee. I was like, I'm serious. Send it to me. So I always have that memory. So then they, like, folded it up and sent it to me. And then they sent the sweetest fucking note. I think it was the University of Minnesota or Missouri. And it's hard to remember because one of those schools is also the worst school I've ever been to. (laughs) So it's hard. And then this, like, the one that's, like, hanging there... Mm -hmm. I don't remember what I did, but it came to my house just like nobody told me they were sending. It was like a photo shoot for something. And they didn't tell me they were sending me like the photo of myself. And I opened it and I was like, who did this? And then finally someone was like, oh, it was from us. Uh, So then I hung it on my wall and I was like, this is perfect. I love looking at myself. I love that. Is this like your you room or is this like the living room or is this... (laughs) This is my living room. The... The two cutouts, they live in my guest room. So when my guests wake up, (laughs) I'm staring at them. Um, And then 
the one that's hanging on the wall lives behind my front door. So when you close my front door, there I am. Uh, I just, you know, I really just love myself. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Honestly, good. Right? Like not enough people say it out loud that they like love who they are. And then if you do, it's like, oh, she's like really full of herself. And I'm like, well, if you're not your own best friend or your own like biggest fan like what the fuck are you doing yeah I, oh my god i have not been recording any of this <laughs> <laughs> marissa my producer's gonna be so mad okay well i'll just record the last half okay i recorded my side well you're doing much better than me okay i mean i don't know if it like i don't i don't know how tech works it, it only captures your side it's Fine. She'll just have to use the audio from the beginning of it, and then I'll record a thing that's like, FYI, here's why it's weird. <laughs> um, so, Naomi, um, are you on the apps at all? I am not on the apps currently. I definitely okay. have had my history, though, for sure. Okay. Is it hard for you on the apps since, like, you are so recognizable in and out of drag? Like, you, yeah, you're you. Um, I... Oh my god! I just like I get like too spirally on the apps. Like really, mm. I really do. I'm like much more of a in person conversation kind of kind of girl. Like that's where uh-huh. I really feel like I feel like the eighty percent of attraction is normally just like in that first like meeting somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's hard with the online apps because you're t- really talking to a stranger, and then like they're asking you for more photos and you're like, why the hell am I sending this stranger like more photos of like my family and friends? And I don't <laughs> There's too many catfishes on there. I don't know. Online mm-hmm. apps are, I'll definitely get back to them. But right now I'm taking a pause. I was taking a pause and now I'm trying to get back into them. And it's, very depressing. I like it's more depressing than it was, and I can't explain to you why. I want to see your dildo. Oh, I may have taken it down, but I will show you. Oh, this is fun. A lot of people have asked to see it, and now they can because it, there's it, this is visual. Wait, okay, it wants to know my passions. Get out of here, Tinder. <laughs> oh, wait, I might have taken it down because I did. I took it down because people kept telling me to take it down. Yeah, your last guest. He said... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has been like, take it down. And for three years, I've been like, eh, sorry about it. No. (laughs) She, she like, says the message right up front. I I respect it. If you have a photo of you with a massive dildo, I respect that. I mean, here's the thing. I am a size queen. I do like a huge penis. And I just think they should know before they start talking to me. Do you remember your favorite penis that you've ever encountered? Oh, wow. This is a fabulous question that I don't think I've ever been asked. Thank you. It's It's the microphone. So I dated this dude on and off for, I think, two and a half years, maybe three years. And he had... Naomi, the most beautiful penis I'd ever seen in my life. It was just like thick and juicy. Oh my God, I'm like, oh, gone to a place. <laughs> Salivating. 
I truly am. It was like thick, juicy. Also, it was an uncircumcised penis, which I I like them a little bit better. And it was just huge. It was so big. And I've got like a very big butt. And I like doggy style. This is so much information that you didn't ask for. But I like doggy style. And then like, it just like hit the right way. Oh, oh. Do you bet it was attached to like a full-blown sociopath? (laughs) Wait, what was, I don't want to ask his name, but what would you name the deck? Oh my goodness. What would I name that dick? I think I named that dick like, like a bruiser. <laughs> I was going to say Bartholomew. I don't know why oh, that was like the first name, name that came to my head, but I was like, Bartholomew would be cute. I like Bartholomew. Maybe I'll name my child that. Just kidding. I'm not having kids. What's the nicest dick you've ever encountered? Oh, um, the nicest dick I've ever encountered. Let's see. Or like the one that really stands in your memory and you use it to like masturbate oh my god crazy oh oh my gosh actually on the farm oh my, i don't know if i should be saying this because i was in middle school at the time but whatever um, well was the other party also in middle school i we didn't do anything sexual but like he also was in middle school but like he and that's great he like flashed it in like a group of like a bunch and it was like my mm-hmm. first dick i had just like seen irl that was like pretty and perfect and I was like oh, wow that one kind of looks like mine <laughs> I remember my first dick I was in kindergarten and we had a bathroom in the classroom and I I think it's called boundary issues so I didn't knock I have boundaries like true blue boundary <laughs> issues I love just walking to people's rooms and be like hello but I opened the door and this little boy was peeing and I remember being like wow I don't have that what is it? And I was like, excuse me. And my teacher was like, leave, leave him alone. And like ripped me away. And I was like, I have so many questions. So then I didn't know how to like phrase my questions. So then I went to the library and I found this book called Our Bodies, Our Minds or something. I don't know. It's this like blue book and it explained so much to me that I probably shouldn't have known in kindergarten. But then I had like asked my mother, I was like, did daddy do this to you? Because I learned about sex. It was like a whole thing. But I do think that's where my love of dicks came from. I saw that one and I was like, I want to be near those at all times. <laughs> I do love a good, like, you know, I love a good nude. I love a good portrait. I love, mm. I love like, you can really tell a lot about someone. I don't necessarily think I'm a size queen, but like, I love a pube grooming. Okay. Like, if you're going to take a picture of your thing, like, it better yeah. be real nice and groomed. Like, I'm not going to post, like, a selfie on Instagram unless I have a haircut, you know? So, it, like, should be the same way with the dicks. But people don't think like that, especially straight men. Straight men think you want to see this, like, overgrown bush with, like, a fucking can of Coke next to it for, like, a size reference. While they're Which, sitting on the toilet. Yes. What is yes. that? I don't know. And then sometimes you'll see their like toes and their like toenails will be disgusting. And you're like, who, who on earth do you think would think this is sexy? Who? I don't know. I, I don't I feel know. For, I feel like anyone who has to deal with straight men, I really feel for you. Because <laughs> that sounds awful. It is, I would say, maybe the worst thing in the world. I just... I guess also just dealing with people in general is hard. I like dated a person who eventually was like, I don't know if I believe in monogamy. I don't know if I like want to be in a relationship. And I was like, then why are you on a dating app where it doesn't say in the comment? Cause you could write shit out. So like, why doesn't it say 
I don't want to be in a relationship and I don't believe in monogamy because then I could be like, great, I can make a choice. But you've now trapped me. You made me breakfast. I like you a bunch. <laughs> not liking monogamy. Not ready for a relationship. Gay. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. He nah. did love show tunes. <laughs> no, but that's like something that is very... Uh, common, I feel like a lot of people are like, do I want to get into a relationship? Do I not want to get into a relationship? Is it the right time? Is it not the right time? And uh, I think that that's like a constant struggle that you just get into when you're meeting someone new and you're actually into them, you know? Yeah, but I feel like you can... Is it too much to put on a profile? Like, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. I'm just like dating. I think that's fair to do. I mean, it's fair for everybody involved. What do they do like on Tinder? Like, what do you, are you allowed to like say that? Because I know on Grinder you can say like no strings attached or like I'm only here for quick meetups or chat. I don't know. I don't know why I'm, I'm looking at my voice. <sighs> quick. <laughs> quick. 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 So uh, you can like on Tinder, you can like put a little, like there's a little thing where you can just write whatever you want. So right now my Tinder says, definitely a thought, the happiest out there, which makes me laugh and I'll never take it down. Uh, Then it says, I'm a known seltzer hog because my friend called me a seltzer hog once and it made me laugh. Um, Then I said, I'm a dark bottom filled with cream. (laughs) Because again, I thought that was really funny. Um, But Lynn probably gives men the wrong idea. Uh, Then I just said, I'm looking for a funny person who gets it. And then I wrote, I love to tee hee hee. I don't know. I'm gonna be alone forever. No, the apps are hard because it's just like so much pressure on like what you're gonna say in that moment to attract like like that that feeling that you get like when you see someone across the bar and like you're like oh, okay this could work you know like or like you both like are into each other it's like oh gosh the dating see, apps are exhausting. I feel like that works. It does not work for me. Like I've been with my like gay friends where they see someone across the bar and they're like. Mm. Like my friend Taylor got into a relationship with his boyfriend because he saw him like across the fucking convention center at DragCon. But I have not once ever like looked across a bar, like looked across the room and been like, hey. And then like dated that person. Push your hair back behind your ear. Flutter your lashes. Take a sip of your drink. Miss the straw. You know, like kind of clumsy, but like on, like fully aware (laughs) that someone's staring at you. (laughs) I wish. The only time I've ever like hooked up with someone from a bar is like after last call. And it's like, (laughs) who's who's left? My friend Mono calls that a sidewalk sale. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are the lights on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What kind of person are you looking for in a relationship? Okay, so I kind of think I'm like, at a place where I'm, like, taking a break from the relationships. As, oh, okay. Like, for now. For now. I know, I'm like, why, why are you on this podcast? <laughs> I mean, I have not been on a date since March. So, <laughs> the people who've been listening, like, this lady literally wrote on my Instagram, she was like, I miss it when it was about love and relationships. <laughs> and I was like, I know. So do I. I miss fucking people. But I can't, I can't die for mediocre dick. Although I think, I think what's happening right now is I'm going to hook up with somebody and I'm going to make them wear a mask and I'm not going to kiss them. And I'm only going to do doggy style. (laughs) So it's just like a human prop. Kind of. Well, I can't find a lady glory hole. Detox on Twitter said it was um, 
it was called a flower pot, but then I Googled a flower pot and I only got flower pots. So I don't know how to find a lady glory hole. I interrupted you. So you're not trying to be in a relationship. Oh, no, you're totally fine. No, I'm like not necessarily opposed to a relationship. I think that with 2020, like everyone in the world, like fully gone through like the nine cycles (laughs) and part of that's like one of those cycles is dealing with like the relationship trauma you had from before 2020. Mm -hmm. And I would say like, for me, it was a lot of like more guilt in a way. So like Mm -hmm. feeling bad for like fucking up love. So I think that I don't want to do that to somebody again. And in the near Mm -hmm. future, and I kind of need to get myself in a like way more, appropriate headspace or I I feel kind of like fully realized right now, but like not necessarily enough to like dip into something new because I'm, I'm excited to find out what this more fully realized love person is. Honestly, I like that. It sounds like you're taking care of yourself, uh, which is like truly wild to me because I don't take care of myself at all. (laughs) Uh, although I will say, I don't think you've ever fucked up love. Like I've talked to my therapist about shit like that. And she always hits me back with like, you may think you fucked up, but like, did the other person do what you needed them to do? And nine times out of 10, I'm like, no. And she's like, then I think you both fucked up. And I'm like, Mary, Mary always hits me with like the hardest shit. And I'm like, my God, you're smart. But it's because she's listening and has no stakes in my life. But, like, every time she hits me with something, I'm like, oh, my God, she's so smart. If only, like, therapists could be matchmakers. I wish. On top of that. Uh, it would be so nice to, like, go to a therapy session. She's like, actually, I just talked to someone who worked out their issues with that same thing. So I think you're a good match. <laughs> no, instead we have, like, Patty Stanger, who, like, meet my millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that show still on? I don't think so. I don't think that show is still on. I don't think that haircut is still in. I don't think <laughs> any of it is still happening. But I was thoroughly entertained, just like I am with a lot of Bravo reality television. I started watching The Real Housewives of Potomac, and they're perfect. How is it? I hear it's they're amazing. so good. So I, I was watching season one. And then I was in Oklahoma, so I was watching whatever the current season is, and my God, they've changed, but not the way they act. Just, like, the wigs are different, the destination is different. Like, the last season one thing I watched was, like, them going to a tiny little beach house where they had to, like, share rooms and they were mad about it. And then the one I watched the other night was, like, them going to, like, Abu Dhabi. They weren't in Abu Dhabi. Or Brazil? Someplace. I don't know. I was like, this is lavish. The fucking glow up. I love saying that. Like, all, I, I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. real housewife sucker. Mm-hmm. New York is my favorite. I've only really seen Atlanta. I watched the very first season of Orange County and I was like, these women are sick. Uh, and then my roommate, John's boyfriend, is watching... Um, God, what is he watching? He's watching Potomac now with me, but then he was watching Beverly Hills. Ooh, the money. Beverly Hills is it's fun. I I just love people with money. They're different. They're a different breed. It's so unapologetic. It's like, what do I why do I give a fuck? I'm married to fucking Harry Hamlin. Like, why do I give a hell (laughs) what you think about? You know? Like I I love uh 
the money of Beverly Hills, but I love the drama of New York as far as like the mm. first, uh, the first like four to five seasons. And I haven't given Potomac a, a spin yet, but I give it a whirl. Really, it's honestly delightful. They will cap a scene with. So Karen is my favorite. She's like the like the uh, rooted the, rooted blonde. Yes. 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 She's the one. She's she truly is the one. And she's so fucking wild. So there's this scene where this other girl, I can't remember her name, she has this like slamming body, and everyone's talking about her body. And she's like, you know, it's high and tight up here, but then you know, some things don't come back. And Karen's like, mm, but it can. And she's like, Do you know a surgeon? And she's like, mm-hmm. And I was like, they just had a conversation about this woman's loose pussy on camera and they used code words like we weren't going to figure out that they were talking about a loose pussy. And then the scene just ends and I was like, wait, I, I want it more. <laughs> it was so funny. It made me laugh so hard. I, I love, I also love that part about the uh, the housewives is their fascination with the cosmetics. Yes. Because time yes. will get you. Time, time will get you. Um, were you living in Vegas when you were doing uh, the Vegas show? I was. I was living in Silverado Ranch, which is like... Girl, I don't know. I know. I know. Me either. <laughs> 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 it's 20 minutes away from the Strip, though, which is perfect because, like... Oh, okay. The Strip, to me, was just a little too much drama with, like, all the drunk people and the, the tourism. And, yeah, it's just a lot. How was it living in Vegas? I feel like it would be overwhelming. Just like sensory fucking overload. Oh my God. Are you going to hate me right now when I go grab my laptop charger? No, I don't. I won't hate you. I'll be right back. Let's see. Maybe I could take a question or is that a whole thing to set up? Probably. We'll do that later. Ooh, okay. Here's a question. I love your book. Do you have any other book recommendations to give fellow single people who need positivity in case we go back to lockdown? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Okay, no, back. I don't. Um, my <laughs> my favorite book uh, is this book called Jemima Jones. No, Jemima J. Uh, it reads like a text message, but I've read it a hundred times and I truly love it. It's a wild ride. I think you'll like it. Okay, real quick. We're going to take a break and then we'll be answering some listener questions. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com and you, you. 
L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. What is your favorite snack before and after sex? Okay, so Naomi, I started answering questions. What's your favorite before and after sex snack? For me, it's anything with peanut butter or pretzels. I have never been in like a real relationship where we're like, let's eat something and then fuck. (laughs) And then after we're done, like, let's eat more. That seems like a real relationship thing. And Valerie seems like you're attacking me. Uh, But Naomi, do you have an answer for this? Do you have like a favorite before and after sex snack? Oh my God, before sex, it's like a full on, if I'm going to be getting penetrated, it's like a two day star (laughs) juice cleanse. (laughs) Like I'm too Uh paranoid. Um, But after sex, honestly, any, like I used to really be obsessed with McDonald's after sex. Oh, that's like my favorite. Like something disgusting. I should not be having mm-hmm. in my body after having something that I absolutely should be having in my body, or putting something mm-hmm. that you know does not fit in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love a, a good like large fry from McDonald's after doing the bang in. I do love McDonald's. I had McDonald's yesterday. I don't know. The days are like fucking running together. But I had a hash brown, and they're so fucking good and it's like you know when you order one you're gonna want two and when you order two Mm -hmm. you're gonna want three you're gonna want three and if you get three you're gonna want four it's truly like if you give a massive fucking cookie it's like may just give me all of the hash browns you have (laughs) it's up it's what i want um what's the most awkward thing that's happened to you during sex oh my god the most awkward thing that's happened (sighs) Probably anything that just, ha- I mean, every, I feel like every gay man has this answer or anyone who's put something where it's not necessarily meant to be. You shit on a dick. But like anything that has to do with feces and mm. fellatio, or not fellatio, but you know, like what's an F word for a dick? Uh, I'm trying to be like fo- mother goose up in this bitch. No, wait, filleting. You fillet? 
Fellatio. Yeah, you fellated it. But not with your lips. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, the other lips, you know. Whatever. But, like, anything... Your butt lips? Yeah, butt lips. Your buxom. <laughs> your butt fellatio. <laughs> I think we just invented something. The Kegel. The Kegel. I've queefed on so many dicks where men are like, what? <laughs> Ooh, that's hot, and you're just like, ugh, whatever, I'm honking. Um, like, and there's then... Like, there's, like, full-on fetishes for that, right? I have yet to meet a person who was into that. I keep meeting the most vanilla dudes who are like, what's happening? Uh, my wig once fell off during sex wow. and <laughs> like fully onto the floor, like goodbye. What's and <laughs> it was my curly wig. This was years ago when I was when I wore my curly wig everywhere. Uh, and he truly was like inside of me and said, What? <laughs> and I said, just keep going. And I like grabbed it and I like Put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, respect. Oh my gosh, I like the the wigotry. The wigotry during sex is yes. something I respect because I feel like two minutes on stage, I feel like it's gonna fall off. So I can't even <laughs> imagine like getting bumped and grind and all the right places. Well, you gotta pin that bitch down. What, so what, like, if I'm method? going on a date. If I'm going on a date, so, like, my favorite wig has a comb here and then, like, clips that you clip in, and then I pin it in the middle. And then if I'm getting, like, if it's, like, pretty rough, sometimes I'll just be like, please don't don't pull my hair. Like, I'll just preemptively say that now. But these, like, um, they're crocheted to my head. So, like, these you can pull. Yeah. Every hairstyle I've had since quarantine has been a pullable hairstyle, and I've had... Nobody around to pull them. Wait, when's the last time you had sex? March. Gag. It's been a very long time. And it was just because I kept getting taunted about working. They were like, or not taunted, teased. They were like, you're going to work soon. You're going to work soon. So I was like, all right, well, if I get COVID, I affect like a, like a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to stop their bag. So like, I'll be responsible. And then... Then I, like, wasn't working, wasn't working, and I was like, I could have been fucking, and then I would have had time to quarantine. I could have had time to do a lot of things. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, masks, maybe a shield. (laughs) Maybe through a sheet, maybe through a wall. Yes, honestly, maybe. I'm so horny, I could cry. I masturbated the three nights ago in Oklahoma. I didn't come, and then I just got so sad that I couldn't come. I was like, I think I've masturbated too much. And my body's like, bitch, we got to get somebody else in here. Wait, how long did you try? I tried for maybe 45 minutes. God. Like, it was a... How, okay, have you watched Sex in the City? Of course. Like, is it, so are we going to go through the rabbit episode? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's an episode where Samantha can't come because Miranda's mom died and she didn't say anything to Miranda and she was like upset about it and like that was like blocking her coming and she tries with this dude every position she tries the fiber every position that was me three nights ago or two nights ago or whatever in Oklahoma like truly just like jamming (laughs) this, this fucking vibrator on me and in me and then I after 45 minutes was like it's 3.30 3.30 in the morning. I have to go to sleep. Like, this is, this is bad. Oh gosh, I used to think I was such a Miranda. I used to think I was really? such a Miranda. Like, I I thought I was, like, a Samantha when I was younger because I really thought I was that girl. 
And then I was like, oh no, I'm Miranda. Cause I'm like, you know, woke. But now I just think I'm like, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know you well, but I think you would be like a, maybe a Samantha Miranda. I don't think you're a Carrie. And I'm so glad you said, you, you didn't say you were a Carrie. Whenever people go, I'm a Carrie. I'm like, Hmm. So you're selfish. You're you make girl. bad choices and you're very mean to your friends. Yes, you are that fucking girl. Um, I truly think, I think I'm like a Samantha mixed with Miranda. I, I think that. I'm a, I, I think I'm a Samantha Miranda. For sure. I think yeah, that, I don't, yeah. I think that with that, with Sex in the City, iconic show, amazing, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think that everyone who's like a fan of the show can relate, as much as we hate to say it, with every single character on the show. Oh, absolutely. And like, sometimes I'll be like, yes, Carrie, you're right here. But if you go back and rewatch it, every single man who dates Carrie hates Carrie. There's there's like episodes where Big is so disgusted. Like, so Aiden gets mad with her. Like, it's a- You I, broke I my heart. <laughs> Team Aiden for life. I am team Aiden and people be like, whatever, he's hokey. And I'm like, he's, yeah, he might be hokey, but he's like a sturdy man with a job and cares. He loved her. He loved that piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's well, Naomi, honestly, I really like talking to you and I might have you back on the podcast because I didn't get to ask all the questions I wanted to ask. <laughs> um, but now we have to do some questions. Um yeah, that. so if you have a question for me and Naomi, you know, send send it all in. S- send it all in. Send it on in. Okay, where's the weirdest place you've had sex? Would you do it again? Naomi? Ooh, the weirdest place I've had sex. Um, in the streets of... Uh, where were we? We were in Germany. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Germany. <laughs> After I worked the award show, I I was, like, (laughs) definitely feeling um, antsy after a show. And I found someone who was really, like, cool, tall, and very well-endowed. Ooh, And some old, like, homeless man on the street was, like, pulling out his phone and, like, screaming at us. And we were, like, (laughs) it cut us short, but it was probably for the best. Honestly... There might be a Naomi Smalls sex tape out there. Um, no, it was probably dark, though, right? It was dark, but honestly, like, I'm, I'm, I keep saying honestly every five seconds, but <laughs> there is probably some sort of Naomi Smalls something out there. I really hope it doesn't come out while my parents, or while my mom is still alive, but <laughs> <laughs> if it does, we live in 2020. Everyone's proud of their bodies and, you know. <laughs> what about you? Where's the weirdest place you've ever had The sex? weirdest place I've ever had sex is Central Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, like, met this guy at a bar, and then we were walking, and then he was like, uh, where do you live? And I was like, uptown. And then he was like, I don't want to go uptown. I was like, where do you live? He was like, Brooklyn. I was like, I don't want to go to Brooklyn. And then we were like, just like kind of turned and we we're like, this is And then that's uh, that's where we did it. Did you remain standing? Um, yeah. I just okay. like bent over. <laughs> she had okay. an itch that needed to be scratched. I sure did. Oh, Naomi, can you speak? This is from Valentina. Uh, Naomi, can you speak truth about the dress where your dick allegedly appears in All Stars 4? 
Ooh, okay. There is actually screenshots of my dick from RuPaul's Drag Race, like that they did not blur out. Um, but it wasn't on All Stars Four. It was on season eight. I think that like people think I have a, a like a prosthetic dick that I'm wearing during like a, a runway. So it's, I can't remember. It's like a mirror, a mirror dress. Wait, maybe? have you seen this thing? Because yes. I thought it was so niche that only I was, like, the only one because I'm, like, you know, a paranoid freak. So. No. So it was All-Stars 4. I can't remember what the actual outfit was, but it was – I was hosting a, a Drag Race recap podcast via Vulture with Joel Kim Booster. The episodes are lost. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck they are. You can't listen to them anymore. But Joel was like, yeah, you can see Naomi's dick. And then we watched it and paused it, and we're like, I think that's her dick. <laughs> but – Maybe not. I don't know. So wait, you're saying on your season your dick was out? I mean, full, full, like, honesty, if I'm in drag, there's a huge chance of my dick coming out a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I have spent years trying to tape this thing back. I've also, Uh. like... Like, I've, I've used ice to try and shrink. I've stand over, like, an air conditioning vent to try and shrink and then go from there. Oh. It really only works for, like, five minutes, and I do not sit <laughs> in that five minutes and take a picture. That's what it. What a treat. But I love it. On All Stars, this dress that is rumored to have, like, a dick screenshot is not it. It's just a weird, like, light reflective thing. But there is a shot. I think on... it's reflecting your forearm, honestly. Yeah. I think that's what it is. <sighs> Smoke and mirrors, but there's a shot in season eight where my full on like left testicle is out, and World of Wonder did not think to maybe. Wait, what episode is it? The the children want to know. It's after the paper ball runway, so I don't. I'm not sure what number that is, but it's like me looking crazy in my paper dress with my full on testicle out for the world to see. <laughs> Honestly, that's very funny. That's you? really. So funny. When, did you dip- um, when has my dick popped out? I, have I ever had anything pop out? No, I've like like people have like titties pop out or whatever. My I have the smallest boobs ever. Like I have an A cup. Like they're so tiny. They never pop out of anything. The, like, do I ever have anything unruly? Oh, I've I've had my pussy pop out like on because mm-hmm. I pole dance. I've had it pop out pole dancing. Um, John, my roommate, I was trying to get this, like, I was trying to, I can't remember what the move was, but I was like, John, hold my legs right here like that. I'm going to, like, open them for the picture and then, like, hurry and take this picture because I'm going to fall. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he was like, uh, uh. and then he, like, backs up and he's like, your pussy's out. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> love him, let's open shots. Truly. It was like, mm, hungry, <laughs> eating the fabric. Hello. <laughs> Um, let's have another question. Okay, Mark says, as a straight male who <laughs> a straight male who loves your podcast, Mark, you're number eight. How can I better myself on dates? Oh, I've been in a, uh, been on a few of my new city pre-COVID, but don't hear back. Dang, I wish I could talk to Mark. But uh hmm. Well, Mark, ask women about the if you're if you're dating women, yeah, you're straight. So uh ask women questions about themselves. And then listen. Um, also, 
like lean into kiss, I think. I think you should always try to kiss on the first date if you're like feeling a vibe. Because whenever a dude doesn't kiss me on the first date, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, what do I have to do to get a, to suck a dick? Like, what do I what do I have to do? Because it's what I'm trying to do. Um, I don't know. Naomi, what do you like to see from men on dates? Oh, I like to see confidence, honestly. If you can look mm-hmm. me in the eye and like hold a conversation for more than like five minutes, there's like there's something there. I think that mm-hmm. not to be like that girl, but I'm like, I was like no, be it. that girl. Truly, I think it is a dream when a man is confident and can look me in the eye and like if I tell a joke, be able to like banter back with me. Like you don't have to be fun as funny. <laughs> I'm very funny. You don't have to be able to like tell a joke, but like just like showing that you have a little bit of humor is very sexy to me. Do you feel like people are trying to be like? on and funny when they're on dates with you like can you like sense that i can sense it i dated this one dude who thought he was really funny so like i would say something that was funny he would laugh and then he would try to like one up it and i was like well it's not a fucking competition you'll have your moment in a couple minutes because you Just can see like, right through that huh yes yeah absolutely i know when like when someone's wheels are turning, it's very easy to be like, oh, the next thing out of your mouth is going to be a joke. Like, I know you're you're trying to do something. Um, but I just like people who are, like, easy breezy funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another question. Hovey, any sexy video chat tips? Mm. Should I set up a scene, wear a sexy outfit, keep it casual, have a drink and chat before undressing? Hmm. <sighs> I don't, I don't have any advice for this. I uh, Are you don't. Like a, a sexy Skype kind of girl? No, I, it's a, I don't inherently find myself sexy. I think the sexiest part of me is just like, I'm fun. I'm free. I'm down for anything. And that doesn't translate in like a, do you want to like see my tit? <laughs> <laughs> Into the mic. Yeah. Excuse me. Would you like to see my tit? Like it just doesn't work. I, I, I don't do video chats. Do you do video chats or anything like that? I, I don't do video chats. I would like to do, like, video, like, FaceTime dates, but, like, just because we're living in 2020. But, like, mm-hmm. I am a firm believer, like, if you don't want it, after years of experience and years of being, you know, life, I would say that if you're not comfortable with, like, your friends and family seeing it, don't do, don't take the picture and don't send it out. So That's like, honestly very good advice. Goes with that. Because if you're not like comfortable enough for the world to see it, maybe not the best thing to be showing your tits on Skype or like, you mm-hmm. know, busting out the head of your penis and like snapping it on the, <laughs> you know, the cam. <laughs> but I do respect like, you know, the effort to keep like sex alive when you're not mm-hmm. necessarily able to make it happen. Yeah. I don't know if we answered that question, but I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't want it out in the world, don't do it. I don't think you should like make a like a scene, like a backdroppy thing. I think maybe like a blank wall is good. Mm-hmm. Or if you're trying to show off your personality, like if you shit on your wall, okay. But like don't make it look like you put effort into it or too much effort. Because then it's just like, then I'd be like wondering, I'd be like, Oh, okay, we're doing this like sexy. Is this like what you do for everybody? I would just have too many questions. I think the simpler the better. Have you sent a nude before? I sent pictures of my butt. So okay, I've and I also sent a video of myself masturbating to somebody who told me it was too much, and I was Work. like, 
But you wanted it. I don't send anything with my face in it. Smart. But the butt picture I sent to someone has my butt tattoos. So, like, if they posted it, like, you would just be like, yeah, that's definitely Nicole. I have very distinct tattoos. And I talk about them all the time. I got a hamburger, a hot dog, uh, some ice cream. I just added to it. So, on my other butt cheek, now I have a chili pepper, watermelon, uh, uh-oh, a peach, something else. And it says juicy. And then I have a lemon, <laughs> a lemon, and like a little lemon slice. And it says, when life gives you lemons, suck a dick. And the woman who tattooed me, this girl, Alana, was like, do you really want suck a dick on your body? And I was like, yeah, bitch, do it. <laughs> wow. She's trying to get her message across. Mm-hmm. Let's do more questions. Emily says, has anything uh, ever happened, Every hap- I think it's ever happened in the middle of a date that made you get up and leave? If not yet, what's something that would make you get up and leave? I've never gotten up and left, but there's been dozens of times where I'm like, ew, this person is like gross. They smell weird. They're not funny. I would love to leave. But like for whatever reason, I'm like, I should stay. Like you're like planning so, yeah. your escape during the date. Yes. Planning my escape to be like, it's like a mutual thing where we're like, oh, we're both going to leave now. And then I leave and never respond to them again. Yeah. And I think I, that's that's courteous. I try to be courteous because I would be so upset if someone left me in the middle of a date. Oh, totally. Oh, my gosh. If you're like sitting there in the middle of the restaurant, yeah. like just devastated and like, I mean, not devastated, but like. Everyone knows that you came with two people and you're the only yes. one that's sitting there at the end. And like, ew, mm-hmm. he's going to take the bill. Like, I... <laughs> Who's going to pay this bill? Not me. <laughs> but if the person was a dick and you had like the proper cash to just be like, you know what, I'm done. And mm-hmm. like you have the proper cash to throw it on with tip. Mm-hmm. That's fierce. That is fierce. And that's never happened to me. I never have enough cash. <laughs> Uh, but then also, if someone in the middle of the date threw money down and was like, bye, bitch, I would probably burst into tears. <laughs> and be like, why? They're coming back. They had to park their car. <laughs> yeah, I promise they're coming back. I am beautiful, right? And be like, man, uh, chill, chill the fuck out. Um, let's do, okay, let's do three more questions because we do have to wrap it up. I said it would only be an hour. Okay, Eddie said, what's the worst food a guy has ordered on a date? Mine was spaghetti and milk. Eddie, that's wild. Because I dated a dude who I made spaghetti and he requested milk. I wonder if Eddie fucked the same dude I fucked. Whoa. Um, Let's see, what's the worst? Dairy is just like a red flag on a date, period. Dairy is weird. Dairy is so fucked up because I'm like, are you going to like toot on me when we fuck? Like what's, why? Nobody digests milk well. Um, what's do, the, do straight guys like order like full on meals? Like, I think that's the gay thing. Like, you can really tell like what the person's intentions oh. are when you're coming down to like the ordering on a date. So, like, if someone's getting like you know like an arugula uh-huh. salad in comparison to like <laughs> I'll have the lasagna combo number five, it's just like um, it depends. On I've been on a couple first dates where dudes have like ordered full meals, and I'm like, hmm. I don't, and then we didn't fuck. Like, on those dates, like, there was no fucking. And then on second and third and fourth dates, I've been, like, out with people to, like, order a meal. I'm like, oh, okay, we're eating, I guess. Where it's, like, 
they say, let's go out for drinks. And you're like, all right. And they're like, can I have a steak? And you're like, oh, I guess we're eating. I don't know. It's confusing. And I don't ask questions beforehand because I don't know. I don't know why. Are you into someone I, ordering for you? No. If someone ever ordered for me, I would smack them in the face and be like, you don't know what this hungry bitch wants. That, you truly, you don't know. Leave me alone. It's such a weird thing that like, movies and, like, pop culture, like, paint this thing, like, the guy is supposed to order your shit. Like, why the fuck it's am I gonna let this stranger ne- like, order what I want? Truly. You don't know what I want. Has anyone ever ordered for you? No, but I've told someone what I wanted, and, like, they just, like, repeated it to the waiter. And I feel like that's kind of the See, that's thing. hot. <laughs> that's hot for me. Because it's just, like, I'm silent. <laughs> oh, wait, that's happened to me, too. So I went to dinner with my manager, who was, like, a white dude, and he said everything that I wanted. And then I went, oh, wait, can I have, like, wine? And he was like, you can have wine. And I was like, I want wine. And then the server, oh, fuck, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he insinuated that he had made a good choice on the woman he was taking up. He insinuated that I was a hooker. And I was like, Work. wait, whoa, what? And my manager at the time was a fucking idiot so he truly was just like uh-huh and i was like no <laughs> uh, but honestly i was like that's a nice compliment to think i'm a working girl oh no totally prostitutes are as dolly parton has said many many times prostitutes are the most beautiful things in the entire world they are they are like i whenever i look at a, like a picture of a very slutty lady where she's like half dressed i'm like She's so pretty. And right now I've got this obsession with like um, surgery women. I love big titty. Like, and I don't see it for myself. It's not for me. I just like to look at it. Like I love huge titties. I love a teeny tiny waist. I love a giant butt. And I love the the big lips. (laughs) Like I love it so much. Oh my God, big lips. I'm going to have to try that sometimes. Yours are iconic. Oh, thank you. I would say... I, wait, what? I kind of want mine bigger. Yeah? I mean, I've got a doctor. Is it expensive? I would say that it's definitely been an investment. And my my advice to anyone who's thinking of, like, lips is to definitely try lightly. Because filler okay. is just a completely different ball game. Filler falls. <laughs> the FF word, like filler falls. And I'm I'm really lucky that I set it up with like a doctor who I really trust. But like mm-hmm. I've seen just so many horror stories. And I even think sometimes like, okay, girl, you went a little too far. But <laughs> not to keep talking about meatball, but she was like, should we get our lips done? I was like, uh-huh. And I don't think her boyfriend wants her to get them done, but I think we're going to sneak away and get our lips done. So I'm going to hit you up for that doctor. Honestly, sharing a syringe sounds like the best time to be like, that's the best girl time ever. Right? I like, I want it. I have like a good bottom lip. I just, I think I want my top lip. Mm. (laughs) A little, it's like weird to do into my camera, whatever. You know, (laughs) Um, let's do, I think I said, I don't know. Let's do another question. Let's do it. Ellie, could you share some advice you have in regards to international long-distance relationships? I've been seeing someone who lives in England, and I live in L.A. Naomi? Long-distance is really, really, really tough, I have to say. Because, like, both people have to be—have the same amount of, like, effort and 
mm. interests at the same time. And that's really hard when like you're living completely different lives on completely different time zones. So long distance is super tough. And with social media at the same, in the same breath, you're like, you just, oh God, it's just, it's, it's too much. I would say like long distance just does not work for me at this mm-hmm. time. I'm not emotionally mature enough to handle that. Like, Yeah. I've never been in a long distance relationship, but I do think since there is space, I think it's okay to be like, can we just talk about like what we want out of this? Cause it's like, why waste time if you can't see the person all the time? So I don't think it's like unreasonable to be like, Hey, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page because it is a lot of effort and I don't want to be putting in more effort than you. I don't want you to put in more effort than me. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk. I think communication is truly key when it comes to long distance relationships. But like, good luck, Ellie. I mean, London also, are they, do they live in California? Do they even say, or like, I'm their partner lives, or the person they're dating lives in England. They live in LA. Okay. Yeah. That's like already such a, cr- I mean, that's an eight hour time change. Oh, is it? Right? Or am I like thinking of... No, no, I think you're right. I don't ever think about time changes. When I was in Oklahoma, I could not wrap my brain around being two hours, two hours ahead of LA. I don't know. It was only two hours. And I was like, this isn't like New York where it's three. This is stupid. I'm just saying, if you're watching from Oklahoma, (laughs) get out. Oklahoma has the biggest shout out in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oklahoma is like, we feel seen. Just there, running away from people at the hotel, not wearing a mask. Nobody in Oklahoma was like, I'll enforce the mask thing. And then while I was there, I was watching the news and they're like, we have 4,000 cases today. And I was like, 4,000? Does that mean everybody here has it? How many people are in Oklahoma? It's got to be just around (laughs) 4,000. Okay, let's answer two more questions and then we should wrap up. Let's do it. Vanessa B. I just got out of a five-year lesbian relationship. Turns out, <laughs> turns out my girlfriend isn't gay, and it took her. Five, I'm so sorry to laugh at that. That's very funny. It took her five years to realize that. How do you move on from this? I'm new to the dating scene, Vanessa. I'm sorry to have laughed at that. I was not laughing at your situation. I'm honestly laughing at your ex-girlfriend who, for five years, was like gay. No, like that's so wild to me. Also, I think everyone's a little gay. I think everyone's a little straight. I think everyone has a little... I think gender is a real... Gender and sexuality is a real spectrum. And I think we label everything very strangely. Um, But I will say, it's not your fault. You're not wrong. You're fine. You're beautiful. You're perfect. Your ex-girlfriend, I think, is the one dealing with some issues. Um, And I think getting back in the dating game, you can't be super hard on yourself because... It is, it's hard. It's like dating now is very hard. Being on an app is hard. Five years ago, I don't know if there was apps and shit like that. But like, truly like, take time for yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. And you'll find somebody. Naomi, do you have any advice? Oh yeah, they should know that if they identify as lesbian and they're looking for a partner that also identifies as lesbian. And unfortunately, the person who they spent that five years with is not in the same headspace then that should be the first red flag and also such a saving grace to be like okay i can move on to someone the next person who that's something you'll look for i'm sure and you'll vet for i'm sure Mm -hmm. but like it's it's better to be on the same page as somebody than like 
waiting it out and finding out five years later that I went mm-hmm. by the same time. It's not a waste of time. We learn something. You learn relationship, mm-hmm. but moving forward only at the Lezzies. And I have to say the Lezzies are my favorite people in the entire world. I do love lesbians. Um, also, it's a fun, like not icebreaker, but like, it's a fun story to be like, my last girlfriend <laughs> Was gay, but then not gay. Like I, that would make me giggle if somebody told me that. So I, I don't think that's something you should hide because it is an interesting thing that happened to you. And that's all like I do with comedy, like interesting things that happen to me. I just spew them out on stage, and the people go, Gee-hee-hee. "Okay, this is our last question." Oh, MJ asked, "What made you smile today?" Naomi, what made you smile today? Oh my God, what did make me smile today? I, <laughs> it sounds so like basic, but like I called my mom and she didn't pick up. And then like right away, she called me right back. And that made me smile. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just That's like, not basic. That's sweet. In 2020, I've done a lot of like mom conversations. And it definitely kept me very like sane and grounded and I'm super thankful for that. Oh, are you, so you're you're very close to your mom? I'm very, very close to my mom. I don't know if that's a dating red flag because like, you know, no. like TV, they're like, hey, like some mom is blade is whatever the hell you want. His mom wants. Yeah, I think that's an awful stereotype because like when my mother was living, I was very close to my mom and like, it wouldn't be a red flag. It would just be like, whatever you do, my mother will know. That's it. And like, it's not like she would like make choices about my life. I just told her everything. No, I mean, June happens to is just the baddest bitch in the game. My job. <laughs> I love it. I love when someone loves their parents. I don't think that's a red flag. Like one of my dear friends, Jacob, loves his parents. And I love listening to him talk about them. It's just sweet to me. Um, let's see. What made me smile today? Being back from Oklahoma. I mean, that was delightful. But I do have to wear a mask in my house because I have to get a COVID test because my, I don't want to infect my roommates and they don't want to be infected either. So, like, that's been annoying. But a thing that made me laugh, smile to die. Okay, this will be stupid, but my... <laughs> Little tomatoes. tomatoes. I love them. I truly love them. And I gardened a little bit. I farmed. I got some new uh, tomato cages for my tomatoes. So I put them in new cages and I told them that that would make them safe. I talked to my plants like a fucking crazy person. And then I got strawberries today. And as I potted them, I said, hello, new friends. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here and I hope you like your stay. (laughs) Like like a full-blown crazy person. So, and then that made me laugh because I was like, oh, I'm insane. If anyone was ever outside their house listening to me being like, hello. (laughs) So, yeah. Perfect. We started the podcast about farming. We ended it about farming. We ended it on farming. I saw you in Work the World. I guess it was last year. Yeah, it must have been. And you did a lip sync to Wendy Williams. And it was so, oh, maybe it was Queens of Christmas. Uh I don't remember, but it was so fucking funny. And this is what I mean by like, you are so funny. People just don't give you enough fucking credit for it. Oh, thank you. I stand, Wendy. And I stand, Lee Dawson. Yeah. I love that you went to that show. That was so long ago. That's probably the most fun I've had. Oh, really? Like you were... 
Honestly, it was one of, it, I enjoyed it so much. It was so funny and just like impressive. And then uh, Pheromone was also on that show and she told a story and it was very fun to watch her try to tell a story because nobody told her that stories have to build and there's like an ebb and flow to a story. They just said, get out there and talk. And she went, okay. And I was like, if just one person helped her, this could have been a very good story. Oh anyway, I enjoyed watching her. It was please very, it's just. Please have huh? her on. She is just a I walking would love ball to. of entertainment. She's so funny. It was so funny to just watch. It was truly like, the story was like, I went outside and had a taco. And she was like, and then, <laughs> so then, so then the door opened because I opened it. And then it was just, <laughs> it made me laugh. So, and I went with a bunch of comedians and they were so funny. And my friend Gabrus was like, so that's all you have to do to be a drag queen? I could be a drag queen. And I was like, it's not all you have to do, Gabrus. Also, uh, if you write something dirty to me, hitting on me i will read it and you know what i should have had one queued up and i don't but hold on i'm going to find one okay someone said to me hello my little love piggy (laughs) i said in like an episode long long ago i was like why does anyone call anyone piggy as a pet name it's because it's insulting but i like it i just want to say i'm super excited for the live show on thursday hi taylor taylor sent this to me um, I want to challenge you to invite me over for your next live podcast and have me sit under your desk and eat that juicy pussy while you're podcasting. Taylor! Honestly, hot. <laughs> Taylor's got the balls. I mean, Taylor does have the balls. I don't think I could podcast while someone ate me out. Like, I think that would just be too difficult. Um, I'm going to read one more. This is from Erica. Erica says, a post for your podcast. Love you. My coworker, Rodney, CPIC. Erica, I don't have uh, my, like, photos opened on uh, Instagram, so I can't see Rodney. So my coworker, Rodney, always be munching. He especially likes to munch on warm chocolate chip cookies straight out of the oven. He would like to cook up some cookie dough in your hot cooch and have you sit on his face after you call him a coochie monster. And then she sent another one, and it said, my coworker, Rodney, also always be grilling. He hopes one day to put his meat on your grill. On your grill. And then she sent another picture that I can't see that says, reminder, this is Rodney. <laughs> I wonder if Rodney's real. Oh, my God, hot. I really... Do they have a photo? No, well, I can't open... So if you... It's like the Instagram, like, like allow other message. Yeah, so it's like uh, allow the message or whatever. But if you just, like, send a screenshot or something, I think that goes through. I don't really know. I would show you, but I don't want her... Okay, let's see. <laughs> so you know how it's like... Ugh, it's like to see okay. it won't let me see the photo or whatever. Your grill though. I love that vocab. Right? Put that meat on my grill. Imagine my pussy was so hot you put your dick in me and it like had grill marks and then shriveled right off. And then you order <laughs> it at doesn't a restaurant do that. and put like, you know, some chimichurri <laughs> on it and then like cut it uh, Kind of delectable. That sounds good. I'm so hungry. I want some chimichurri. I've ever been to, there's this place called Lala's. And <gasps> Argentinian Grill on Melrose. Yes, there's one in, in Studio City as well. Okay. They have some really good chimichurri. <laughs> it's like delicious. Is it the first place that you've had chimichurri? Yes. Because for me it was. And I was like, I want this by the job. Yes. 
Yes, it was the absolute first place. I get my nails done at Pampered Hands, which is like a, a couple steps away from it. Ugh, now people know. Whatever. I'm not getting my nails done now. <laughs> They're nasty little grubbies. <laughs> um, but I would go to Lala's after and it'd be fabulous. Oh, I love chimichurri. Me too. I love anything green and that's a sauce. Like I'm a huge pesto fan. I'm a huge chimichurri <sighs> fan. Like let's, Ooh, let's pesto. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, on that note, that's it. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> oh. oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I forgot, we're not done. <laughs> I don't know why I can never remember, but Naomi, would you date me? I usually ask all my guests when I can remember, but that was the, okay, so Naomi, would you date me? Only if I can order you at a restaurant, chimichurri in Oklahoma, <laughs> And when we get done with fucking, after I splooge, I can just roll over and say, you good? And pass <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, because it's you, I would allow it. I would be like, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> yes, right. Naomi orders for me. Yes, Naomi, never make sure I come. <laughs> Naomi goes right to sleep. I love Naomi. <laughs> so yes, I love it. <laughs> would you date me after hearing about Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Because I think you're funny. I think you're adorable. I think you're talented. You seem like you got your shit together. Uh, You've been working on yourself. And yeah, I would do it. But I have a feeling we would get together and you'd be like, "Mm, Nicole, you don't have the parts that I want. And I'd be like, I know. We can mold. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love a good story. You heard it here first. I'm in a relationship with Naomi Smalls. You can call me Nicole Smalls. Thank you. I'm knocking my, I'm knocking my um, <laughs> boobs against the mic for those of you who can clock that audio. <laughs> that's how you date. Okay, that's it. Bye <laughs> uh, bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by. Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> Okay. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for listening to this episode. Just so you know, my special is now streaming on Netflix called BBW, Big Beautiful Weirdo. And guess what? You got to watch it within the first 10 days because those numbers matter to Netflix. Thank you. I love you all. Uh, Yeah, just play it on the background when you're doing your laundry or something. This has been a Team Coco production. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered 500 megabits internet for $39.99 per month, plus a $100 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.